how you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to this week's episode of Search and Report. I am your host, True Fernie. I'm sorry if you hear me. I sound a little bit tired. It's because I am. I don't know. I'm just tired. <laughs> um, I apologize that there was no episode last week, but it was um, essentially my well, my last week at work. So I was trying to, you know, I'm, I'm in the transition between jobs right now. So I had to kind of like um, figure everything out, figure, you know, it was just a heavy packed schedule, but you're not here to hear about personal news. You're here to hear about gaming news. And how about we go into our first news item of the week? By the way, this is going to be a hefty, hefty episode. We got so much to talk about because I skipped last week. Um, but first up, we got a huge, huge data leak. Um not data data leak, but it was a discovery um, of a beta version of Ocarina of Time. Um, apparently, this pre-release version was found in the uh, in the in the development cart uh, for F Zero X. Um, but it was discovered that it was discovered that um, this cartridge had been reflashed and had originally been used to host an early N sixty four Zelda build. Um, Apparently, uh, half of the original Ocarina of Time ROM in this cartridge uh, ha- set to have been intended for Nintendo's 1997 Space World show. Um, we, we've seen some pictures thanks to uh, Heart 4 Games YouTube channel of uh, some promotional material from Space World and, and some, some other various um publications before the actual presentation of the game that shows some very you know early build pre-release um areas that now we we you know people have been able to replicate thanks thanks to this discovery um like most notably there is the um uh the thing about the items, the items in this, uh, I, I think you can call it a, a beta build uh, because everything looks a little bit already kind of finished. Um, it's definitely not alpha, um, but you can see like, obviously you still have your classic like bomb items, your deck Deku nuts, but we have new items like this. It looks like the blue shell for Mario Kart. Um, there's been speculation that this blue shell is, could have been anything from either a, a, a prototype of the bomb chew to a landmine um, to a shield. Nobody actually knows, but it has been discovered in the uh, original beta f- uh, files um, as well. We got some some new redesigned uh, graphic look graphical looks for the uh, boots um, as well as the arrow, uh, the quivers uh, in the game. Um, and like uh, Heart Four Games notes in some of their videos, I'll link their their videos down below. Um, you should definitely go watch them. It's very interesting. They, they go more into in depth, um, and actually going through these beta maps through these alpha, even the alpha maps. I, I just saw that he, uh, recently uploaded a, uh, a, uh, a video, um, discovering, uh, well, kind of like, um, exploring the, the alpha maps, you know, no textures and just like, yeah, just going through what the initial design process was. Um, we also saw this little like leaf sort of um, item um people have been speculating that this is the kind of like 
the 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 grass leaves that Link would use to call Epona instead of the Ocarina. Um, apparently, that was part of the 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 beta build. You also got a whole myriad of new um, uh, uh, arrow uh, arrow. I forget the word, man. I can't talk. I'm telling you, I feel I'm feeling terrible today. I don't know why. I'm tired, <laughs> but we keep we keep it going. Um, a lot of different, you know, as we know, we had fire arrows, we had ice arrows, we had light arrows, but apparently there were going to be all kinds of different arrow abilities depending on the different temples that Link would go to. For example, the forest temple, um, the shadow temple, etc, etc. Um, there were also a, uh, in addition, uh, a lot of redesigns, like early designs, for example, for the notes, you know, whenever Link would learn a musical, a, a song for the ocarina, um, he would, it, it would, it would be signaled as an item inside your menu as a note. Um, here we see some early designs of those notes. Um, we also saw some, some, you know, what are essentially the spiritual stones in the form of clefts, um, you know, since they, a lot of, uh, items in this, a lot of the game is based on music, uh, Ocarina of Time, even it's even in the name of the game. Um, it has a musical instrument, but the spiritual stones, um, have a very peculiar design. They all have like, uh, they're uh, in, the, in the shape of cleft notes. Um, we also got different variety of keys. People do not know exactly what these keys are for. If people know, go ahead and, and let me know down in the comments. But yeah, a lot of uh, interesting discoveries were made in, in uh, Anonymous, Collector's Anonymous uh, story, Anonymous history, video game history, uh, preservers are, are currently working towards this, um, towards like unearthing more of this uh, cartridge. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting. Like, uh, here we, I'm currently, if you're watching the video version, which you should on YouTube at true Fernie, um, where there's been a bunch of different beta maps for different uh, dungeons inside of Ocarina of Time. Right now we're seeing what is the, uh, Deku tree, uh, beta map or beta dungeon, um, which is very, very different from what we actually got in the first dungeon of the retail version of Ocarina of Time. Um, there is a multitude of different, um, other maps that were found inside of, uh, inside of this cartridge. There was an archery field that was apparently part of the, uh, promotional, uh, images from space world. Um, there was also a huge, huge map called Goron Mines, which essentially would be some type of, uh, a Goron Mines or a maze, so to speak. Um, there is also a very early version of Lake Hylia which is extremely big, uh, but we still see some, some very, uh, very, very familiar areas and views from the original game. For example, you got the laboratory here, um, with the little dock uh, next to it and, and just, uh, yeah, very early designs of what essentially became, what was essentially included in the retail version of the game. Um, to my knowledge, I know people are still unearthing stuff from this from this ROM. Um, as I've always said, The Legend of Zelda is my favorite game. It is my favorite game, video game franchise of all time. Um, so looking at this, I know a lot of people have been, you know, trying to always find new stuff with Ocarina of Time. It is a, a, a classic game. It is probably one of the most famous games in video game history. Um, and I know people have been very, very excited to find out more about the early development of this game. Um, as we all know, a lot of N64 
development stuff was lost to time and you know people who want to preserve the history of video games are really interested in, in unearthing more of these uh more of these uh, uh discoveries um but yeah um as i said also some some early designs of uh, uh hyrule field um hyrule castle castle town some some alpha builds of castle town some alpha builds of outside of the temple of time and you know it's just it's, it's very interesting to see like how some of these these famous areas come to be like me as this is like me just as a kid again discovering for the first time hyrule field like just rolling around hyrule field and be like damn this place is big i can't I can't wait to discover every single nook and cranny well looking at this new stuff it's really interesting to see like damn we could have some landmines we could have had i don't know the blue shell for mario kart i don't even know if that makes sense but even the design, the designs, the early designs were a little bit more bubbly, more, I don't know, it looked a lot more like a kid's game than, you know, what we essentially got it as the, as the retail version. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, very interesting. I love, I love all these, these uh, beta builds that people find and all these, uh, as we all know, last year, last year we got a huge, huge Giga leak from Nintendo and like, I had a field day, man. When that came out, I had a field day just looking through every single early development stage for Star Fox 64, for Super Mario 64, and just, you know, just unearthing secrets about your childhood is, is amazing. Like, it reminds me of that time of when you, you know, when you were a kid and you were trying to beat this game and you just couldn't find uh, ways to beat, beat it and you would go to recess go to school go to recess talk to your friends and like tell them like hey i've been having a lot of issues trying to like get through this temple or whatever and they'll tell you and they're like oh yeah and there's this secret room here like that's what it feels like it's just it, it brings up a lot of uh, a huge sense of wonder back into me and i just i love i love that these these things are, are coming out and I, I, I don't know if it's legal but whatever we won't we won't we're not lawyers we won't deal with that we're not it's not our it's not our business <laughs> but yeah interesting times of course i'll keep i'll keep people updated and see if there's anything else but interesting stuff um on to our second news item of the week um gta 6 there's apparently a patent that was filed recently by rockstar that points to smarter npcs um uh here the times live uh reported gta 6 could feature much more random and intelligent npc behavior Grand Theft Auto 6 might not officially exist just yet, but it's only a matter of time before Rockstar Games lifts the lid on its incredibly lucrative franchise and gets the hype ball rolling down the hill. Each GTA game has been a showcase of some pretty impressive technology over the years. In a new patent filled file, sorry, by the Take Two Interactive pairing company of Rockstar hints at improving the artificial intelligence within its games by a significant margin. The patent that was spotted by Reddit is of a system and a method for virtual navigation of a, in a gaming environment and dates back to October 2020. So it's a very, very recent, um, uh, very recent uh, piece of technology or coding. Um, according to the documents, conventional systems only provide limited resources for developers seeking to add active elements to their games, which boils down to every object in motion within the game. Think a pedestrian milling about on the street, a car taking a certain route, or a plane flying over you. Every single one of these elements runs in a specific script, and only a certain number of scripts can be active at any given time, all resulting in a uniform select selection of behavior, speed, and responses. 
Rockstar wants to change these deficient systems and instead produce a realistic visual world that is not limited by hardware or software limitations. Um, from what I understand for this, um, it seems that Rockstar is going forward to a more smart AI, an AI that isn't necessarily following a certain set of rules and is more of like uh, conscious of its own self of its of its decisions um it it, it looks it sounds very interesting it, it it might it might prove to be a a next step in next gen open world games um i'm super interested i i've been a big fan of grand theft auto ever since san andreas um i played every single game from san andreas to you know the current one um because i was a little bit too young for the for the earlier ones <laughs> but um yeah it's 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 interesting to see what what's going to happen with this and see how it gets implemented in gta 6 if this is going to be for gta 6 i think it's all speculation at this point because npc ai can be applied to a whole myriad of games from rockstar it can be bully it can be uh, Red Dead Redemption. It can be maybe just a DLC for Red Dead Redemption or maybe just DLC for GTA 5. Because as we all know, Rockstar is not in the business of making games. They're in the business of updating games and keeping games alive. Like they, at this point, GTA 5 is a live service. Like it's no longer a game. It's basically Half-Life 3 at this point. But um, yeah, uh, here... Times Live also further reports GTA 6 won't be here anytime soon, but according to recent rumors, it'll be returning to the sunny shores of Vice City and it'll arrive in 2023. Rockstar doesn't have anything to worry about though, as it can take as much time as it wants on the sequel thanks to GTA 5's online multiplayer still being a wildly successful spinoff that brings in obscene amounts of cash every month. What did I say? What did I just say? I didn't even have to read that last paragraph um but yeah i mean it sounds it sounds interesting it sounds like um we'll, we'll be able to see some 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 interesting tech as far as npcs man just imagine the the like even even in, in red dead redemption you're already seeing some huge huge steps over some amazing technology as far as npcs like you could follow a certain person through their their day and like they have a routine to follow for example the shopkeeper if you go to the shop at like 5 6 a.m or so they'll be you know doing some stock check going through every single thing in their inventory and then opening the store going you know doing the store and you know maybe afterwards they go to the bar or whatever uh, go to the saloon get a drink go to bed wake up and do the same thing over again like it's they have daily lives like this is to me when i when i saw that when i read about that when i saw it in action i was like this game is this game was a ps4 or xbox one um next gen open world experience like this is why i'm also very upset at cyberpunk man like th there's this technology out there already and like there's no excuses to be dealing with very dumb ai you know dumb ai is a thing from the past i mean it's still pretty you know it still serves its purpose it's pretty funny it's really funny to see uh some pretty stupid ai shout out to cyberpunk i'll never stop talking about it <laughs> but going forward to our third news item of the week this is a bit of a sad uh sad piece of news um a very very big zelda designer 
not i mean i hate using the word big a very prominent and famous zelda designer has officially retired um takaya imamura designer of tingle fox mcleod captain falcon retires here the nintendo enthusiast uh com website states Takia Imamura has on Facebook announced his retirement from Nintendo over three decades after he joined the company. Imamura worked on some of Nintendo's biggest franchises over the years, including F-Zero, Star Fox, and The Legend of Zelda, and he provided character designs for Captain Falcon and Fox McCloud. That is an exceptional, exceptional resume. Like, I mean, those are those are the main characters of franchises. That is That is amazing. Um, however, the designer is also known for one character in particular from The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Takaya Imamura designed Tingle, the Zelda character who just keeps returning following his appearance in Majora's Mask. From having his own Japan exclusive games to even appearing in Hyrule Warriors as DLC, Tingle is a memorable character for better or worse. Hey man, put some respect on my man Tingle. Tingle. However, even if Tingle himself might stick around forever, his designer is indeed leaving. Um... Um, Takaya Imamura said on the Facebook uh, message, Today is my last day coming to work. I took a selfie with the empty office building. It feels pretty sad to think about not coming here anymore. Hats off to myself for 32 years of hard work. The designer's post is indeed accompanied by a selfie from outside of Nintendo's offices, which are empty due to COVID-19 and the world's shift to working from home. Imamura first joined Nintendo in 1989 as a graphic designer, and fans will be seeing the characters and worlds he designed for many more years to come. Let's see if Tingle continues to appear in Mainline Zelda. Yeah, well, as I said, some very, very sad news. You know, he was the main designer behind Tingle, which I will say is one of my favorite Zelda characters. Because he's just a man. He's a 35-year-old man trying to trying to live his life, trying to, to follow his dreams, pursue his dreams of being a, a cartographer um, and, you know, dress up, dress up as a fairy. That's all he wants in life, and he's pursuing it. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, sad news, sad, 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 very sad news, but hey, at least we still got Tingle, at least we still got Tingle. Um, now for a fourth news item of the week, this one is going to be a little bit, it's more of a short news, news item, but, um, very, very interesting. Um, there is a melee mod that lets you play volleyball, volleyball. Apparently I can't say the V right. My girlfriend once told me that I say V with a B, with a B instead, you know, I pronounce it like a B. Volleyball, volleyball, whatever. <laughs> I digress. Um, Team Akaneya, the Twitter account for Team Akaneya uh, tweeted, introducing the Akaneya build. New viable and authentic content is coming to Melee, powered by our new MX system. Um, apparently, they implemented through a mod uh a volleyball into melee um it looks very very interesting and it looks very very fun i'm not gonna lie um here there's some some more um some more uh details about what's what's included um including some skins some new skins for some of the characters Oh, and also more interestingly, one of the one of the more interesting things about this mod is that they added, you know, somebody who's already in Ultimate and, and is one of you know my favorite characters in Ultimate. 
they added Fox, not Fox, well, Fox's rival. I should have just kept going. I should have believed in myself in that sentence. Fox's rival, uh, Wolf. Obviously, this is more of just like a skin, uh, more of like just a reskin of Fox McCloud, but it is very, very uh, fun and interesting to think that people are still still building some some very interesting things with uh with melee in in almost what is it 20 years i think it's more than 20 years now or it's about to be 20 years since since it first came out um but yeah they added a new mod as well where you can play basically volleyball it's it looks amazing it looks super fun and i hope nintendo doesn't shut this down and i hope they actually implement it to ultimate because jesus christ this looks amazing and this looks very very fun um but shout out to the uh melee community out there hashtag save melee you guys are really doing God's work with all these mods and just keeping the game alive. Like, it's amazing to me to see just how alive this game is still. Like, it, it's interesting. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing community. Um, but yeah, if you're into this, make sure to look, uh, research more on Team Akanea and the stuff they're doing as far as their mods for uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Interesting stuff. Now, if we can only get it to Ultimate. <laughs> Um, another short news item for this week, we got news that the Uncharted movie has been pushed back from this July to February 11th of 2022. Now, as we all know, um, the video game industry has had a terrible, terrible record as far as uh, video game movies. It is, I mean, it's, it's, we all remember the Super Mario film. That is one of the worst films ever. I mean, it's not the one of the worst, but it's still pretty bad. Um, we got Monster Hunter, which, Jesus Christ, my guy, man, what are you doing? What are you guys doing to the franchises, man? Um, but Sony does seem like they're putting a lot of their um, first party titles to the big screen, to the silver screen. Um but yeah, here in Gadget reports that the Uncharted movie release date slides to February 11, 2022, which um, I believe has to do with the COVID uh, pandemic. Um, but they report here, word of an Uncharted movie started flowing around even before the second game in the series came out. We've been talking about it since at least 2008, many years before filming supposedly wrapped in October of last year. However, in the era of COVID, movie release schedules continue to shift studios at looking for a way to get in front of theatrical audiences. And now Sony Pictures has released new premiere dates for several upcoming movies. <gasps> My God, man, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently our, 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 one of our favorite characters in video game history, Nathan, will not be coming till 2022 portrayed by our boy tom holland i'm excited for this movie i'm excited for this movie as much as i'm excited for the indiana jones movie as far as i'm excited for um any other video game movie i'm excited for the second movie for for uh sonic um they it looks like studios are kind of understanding now how to produce these how to translate video games into the into uh the silver screen to the big screen because it's not easy, man. It's really not easy. You know, video game being such a, a, um, such an involving and a very engaging medium, it's really hard to translate that same energy, that same feel from a video game to just, you know, something that you just 
look at rather than participate in so they it, there's a lot of more like character development that has to be uh, focused on there has to be a lot more story driven uh, narratives um you know obviously video games do tell stories but i mean half of the time i you know all, all my all my uh what you call them? all my breath of the wild fans can can agree that you know breath of the wild is 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 amazing because of its gameplay because of how how great the gameplay is and how how engaging it is not so much the story so like just think of it this way if they ever made a breath of the wild story a breath of the wild movie they would have to develop storylines and and just build up the story that just doesn't exist there it's pretty it's pretty barren so it looks like sto uh, um, uh, movie studios are now understanding more and more how to tell these stories how to translate video games to the silver screen and you know hey if you're an uncharted fan 2022 is going to be a big year for you i'll just say that um and now for our next news item of the week this one was hilarious and it, it drove people off the wall and i kind of i kind of speculate that this was all honestly i wouldn't put it past them but you know i'm, I'm a cynic at heart when it comes to video game companies it, it kind of felt like it was a, a a marketing scheme i think it was like a promotional thing you know to get some some publicity there and i mean i don't know you 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 decide you decide <laughs> but uh xbox microsoft they updated their xbox live gold pricing um and when i say updating they increased it and people were not happy they were not not very happy um here uh the warrior 64 twitter account tweeted in a screenshot of uh the the changes that microsoft was going to put in place which were if you're an existing online 12 month or six month xbox live gold member there's no price change if you choose to renew your membership it will renew at the current price the price of a one month gold membership is increasing one dollar and the price of a three month membership is increasing five dollars or the equivalent amount in your local market. If you'd like to upgrade to your gold membership to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, your remaining gold time will also convert directly to Ultimate after 36 months. For example, if you have 11 months of Xbox Live Gold now and you upgrade to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, those 11 months convert to 11 months of Ultimate at no additional cost. Members have already been notified in some regions. If you're in a region where prices are being adjusted, you will receive an email and a message center notification over the next month, letting you know what the new pricing is for your membership. Going forward, new pricing will be one month for $10.99, three months for $29.99, and six months for $59.99, or your local market equivalent. It's, it, I mean... It, it was it was just people were just they didn't they didn't just they, i mean this came out of nowhere they just came out out of nowhere like they went from xbox live was going to be free to you know xbox live now is double the price it's it was insane it was it was it was crazy like i know that a lot of people were thinking that xbox well microsoft was going to make xbox live free um but they said you thought we got to make this money but like i said they ba they backtracked they basically backtracked um they essentially <laughs> after like literally a few hours they were like you know what we we, we messed up 
They they said that. We, they said, we messed up and, and you were right. And you let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming and we fail to meet the expectations of players. We count on that every day. As a result, we have decided not to change Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment to an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. Free-to-play games will truly be free, and you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We're working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. If you're an Xbox Live Gold member already, you stay at your current price for a renewal. New and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same prices they pay today. The US $9.99 for one month, $24.99 for three months, $39.99 for six months, and $59.99 for retail 12 months. Uh, Free-to-play games will no longer require Xbox Live Gold membership on Xbox as well. Free-to-play games will be truly free. It was, I mean, this was just a, 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 a terrible decision by Microsoft. I mean, in a pandemic, how are you going to do, how are you going to double your price? Like, people, especially right now with new, new, with new generation with next generation of consoles like you want people to come to your platform regardless and i think like doing a price increase like this a doubling of your price is never good is never good like you're trying to get people away from sony why would you be doing that like why would you be um why would you want to increase your price like they got greedy i think they got greedy but at the same time i think this is just publicity I think this was honestly just publicity. It, it brought a lot, a lot of attention to Microsoft, which I think they were yearning for. Uh, they needed it, uh, to be honest. Um, not a lot of things going on in the Xbox, Xbox world. Um, besides, you know, development of new games, whatever. Uh, but yeah, shout out to all my people who uh, just bullied Microsoft into retracting <laughs> this price change. Because that's what's happened. They were bullied, bullied into going back but hey funny stuff funny stuff if you do if i do say so myself now for our next news item of the week and i'm very excited about this because i recently just talked about it and you know i did a video on this uh recently i should have just waited man if i knew a new special edition nintendo switch was going to come out i would have waited man i would have waited because i'm 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 not gonna lie this is one of the nicer looking nintendo switches that's come out to date um and i think it's because of the gold the gold little uh vinyls the gold little designs in it uh on it in it on it i'm sorry i'm not a native speaker so you better give me give me some patience um but we got a new nintendo switch console coming in march it's coming out on march 26th and it is a monster hunter rise special edition um as well as a specially designed pro controller um this design looks amazing i mean i i still hope i i still kind of wish that nintendo would stay would go and eat and get crazier with the dock designs like black is just so boring like it like it looks it just looks like a boring console when it's just black like i don't know they could have gotten like they should have done like a gold a fully gold dock and i think people would have bought that like like hot pancakes like it would have been crazy but the designs are cool there's obviously you know coming out for the release of monster hunter rise which is a an exclusive monster hunter game for the nintendo switch which 
I played the, the demo. It's amazing. It, it runs very, very smoothly. I've not, I, I didn't run into any issues when I played the demo. So if you're a Monster Hunter fan, I definitely, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get it. I recommend it. If, if you're into these monster, if you never play a Monster Hunter game, I think this is a great game to get started on. Um, it has a very steep learning curve. Um, at least, at, at least there was one for me. There were a lot of things that I understand when I play Monster Hunter World, but I will say it's a very, very fun game. It's a very fun game to play with friends. It's a very fun game to play by yourself. And it's a very challenging game. Um, and obviously, it's a monster, monster hunter game. So you you hunt monsters. Um, but yeah, we got this. Um, the designs are pretty neat. I will say I like the design on the dock. Um, also, the back. Finally, thank you. Nintendo focusing on the back of the console. Jesus, that's all we want. That's all we ask for. We want some more designs on the back. Y'all went crazy with the with the Animal Crossing one. Please keep going. Please keep going with these crazy designs. And and this also kind of brought up um, speculation that there may be a new uh, special edition Zelda console for this year. As we know, in February it'll be the 35th anniversary for the Zelda's franchise for the Zelda franchise, and the speculation is off the charts. And I don't think it's too far-fetched to think that there might be a Zelda console coming for the uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Um, people are speculating also about a uh, um, a collection for the 3D Zelda games. Uh, people are also speculating that Breath of the Wild 2 might come out this year as part of the 35th anniversary. And like, yo, I don't care. As long as, as, long as the console comes out, I'm probably going to get it if it's a Zelda collection. Uh, but we also got a um, Monster Hunter Rise Pro Controller. This pro controller is also very nice looking and I still have yet to buy a pro controller and people keep telling me that the pro controller is one of the best controllers that Nintendo has ever made. I got to get me one. I got to get me one. I, I kind of want to get one of the white ones. They look really nice. And now that I got the, the PS5, like I'm kind of, kind of getting converted towards the white console, the white controller fad, you know, my PC is white, you know, I come from Mac, you know? I was a Mac kid for the longest time. Even my chair is white. Damn, I do have a lot of white devices. My mouse is white. My keyboard is white. Damn, bro. Shit. If they make that Zelda console white, it's over, man. I'm probably going to buy three of those. But yeah, uh, if you're a Monster Hunter fan, um, go ahead and get yourself this console. Because I will say it looks beautiful. Um, and also, shout what happened to when special edition consoles came with the game that they were the special edition of? Like, do you remember those days when you would buy a special edition console and it came with the game? Like Nintendo, just just include the game, just increase the price for like thirty bucks. People are already buying a whole console for that game. Like, what's going on here? Like, am I missing something? <laughs> Yo, I don't know. But yes, Monster Hunter Rise console coming out pretty soon um oh apparently i think it's already it might be available already uh let me look this up real quick console monster hunter rise console uh oh oh hey call me silly i am a dummy dumb dumb uh this switch console bundle coming alongside the game on the twin oh it actually comes with the game okay okay i didn't know that i did not know that uh although this might just be for europe because this is i'm i'm actually looking at it right now and it's a europe 
website. Uh, but yes, uh, check out Monster Hunter Rise. There's a demo on the eShop right now. Go ahead and download it. I recommend it. It's fun. Um, now, I sort of got, I think I talk about, I've been talking about Cyberpunk since the week it came out. I think a little bit before. Ever since November, I've been talking about Cyberpunk at least, at least once a month. At least, at least twice. I'll, I'll be honest. I think at least twice a month I've been talking about in search and report of Cyberpunk. But Jesus Christ, man, this is historical. This game was historical. I think people are going to be writing essays about this game. Um, but Cyberpunk did open up their modding support tools for the public. Um, here, the cyberpunk.net website uh, states below, you will find official tools and resources that will help you modify and create your own experiences in the world of Cyberpunk 2077. Tools will be continuously updated alongside with game pass patches to ensure compatibility. Before downloading and diving in, please make sure you read the license agreement. So essentially, Cyberpunk said, yo, fix our game. We're tired of working on this game. We already lost a lot of money in this game. Here you go. Here, here, take it. Make it yours. But no, in all seriousness, um, uh, CD Projekt Red has been known to do this. Um, they allow modding on The Witcher 3. Um, they've always kind of like provided their, their modding uh, tools um, to the general public. And, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see what comes from this, what, what, um, what people do with this, this, these tools, because I know people, there's a lot of very talented people. Like, wasn't there, I think there was for Fallout, Fallout 76, I think people actually modded NPCs into the game. Like they did Bethesda's work. Like, wow. Like I'm always surprised. I'm always amazed by independent modders and like just the modding community in general. They are. They're geniuses. They're 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 truly masters of their craft. They're amazing. Um, but I will say there was already a controversial mod that left no other choice. But you know, it, it left me no other choice but to laugh. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 bans unauthorized Keanu Reeves sex mod. Have sex as Keanu Reeves not with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you when you give the tools to the internet, man. Um Cyberpunk 2077 creator CD Project Red would kindly like modders to stop making Keanu Reeves into a sex object. <laughs> Following a fan mod that allowed players to have sex with Reeves' character, Johnny Silverhand, the developer told PC Gamer that user-generated content cannot be harmful towards others, especially when it comes to mods. In the case of model swaps, especially those that involve explicit situations, it can be perceived as such by the people who lend us their appearance to the, for the purpose of creating characters in Cyberpunk 2077. Um, Eurogamer first reported on the Nexus mod files that swapped a sex worker Joy Toy character model for reeves johnny in the mod johnny who remains clothed is now the sexualized character seen through the player's eyes it also uses the joy toys voice acting through the, throughout the brief scene so it's not necessarily like a full mod like it's not really johnny silverhands it's just the model being swapped for one of the uh joy toys as they call them in the game i mean it's, i mean let's just make it they're, they're prostitutes like can we just normalize sex work it's not that big of a deal like come on um but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, this is what happens when you open the tools, your modding tools to the people and they get, they get real creepy real fast. 
I I I wonder what uh I wonder what Keanu Reeves is thinking about this. Like, I, have has anybody asked Keanu Reeves what he thinks about the whole cyberpunk situation? Like, I really want to know what goes through his mind right now as far as uh you know the outcome of cyberpunk. Is this what he saw as as happening? I mean, I'm sure he did. I mean, he's just lending his voice and his appearance for it, but. I wonder how he feels about people having sex with him, though. I, I, I bet, I bet that I'd be weirded out. I'd be very, very weirded out. Um, but yeah, hey, if you're a modder, shout out to you, man. Just please fix the game. If you can add that GTA Six, at least GTA Five, AI technology into Cyberpunk. First of all, you're gonna get shut down by Cyberpunk Project Red. But second of all. Let me know so I can download it. Okay. Um, for a final news item of the week, I actually thought this was going to be longer. I don't know why. Oh, well, 40, 41 minutes long enough. Like, that's, nobody wants to listen to my voice for that long now, do you? Oh, you do? Okay. Um, Eurogamer here uh, reported that, you know, apparently the Joy-Con drift is now getting investigated by European uh, agencies uh, for con consumer protection agencies in Europe. Um, Eurogamer here states, after 25,000 complaints, you, a EU calls for investigation into Nintendo Switch Joy-Con drift. Um, there is, it has been an update ever since uh, this 20, 20 the, ever since its 28th of January news, um, EC confirms it will now consider potential action. The European Commission has released a statement outlining its potential next steps regarding the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con drift, prompted by calls for it to act from its own European consumer organization, the BEUC. The matter is now in the EC's hands, and it will now decide how to investigate further and potentially co coordinate action against Nintendo in line with the Consumer Protection Cooperation, CPC regulation, which enforces consumer rights consistently across the single market. Um here from the original story uh in the vast majority of cases the twenty-five thousand complaints 88 percent nintendo of nintendo switch owners reported issues with their joy con controllers within the first two years of use you know i've experienced it within the year like jesus uh, but complaints have been received from switch owners in france belgium the netherlands portugal italy norway slovakia slovenia and greece it's this has become a a huge issue for nintendo and the longer they stay quiet about it i think the worse these problems are going to become um there's been calls of you know nintendo not just only fixing joy con drifts going joy con drift going forward but an actual overhaul of the design um here uh eurogamer further states consumers assume the products they buy to last an appropriate amount of time according to justified expectations not to have to pay for expensive replacements due to a technical defect the beuc boss monique going said nintendo must now come up with proper solutions for the thousands of consumers affected by this problem um Yeah, uh, there's been obviously calls for a total overhaul of the design of the Joy-Con because this is an ongoing issue. There still hasn't been an, an uh, there hasn't been a revision for Joy-Cons, um, you know, much like the revised uh, Nintendo Switch console that we got uh, in 2019 with the red box and the extended uh, battery life. 
So it's this is a problem that's just going to keep going. And and it'll be interesting to see how Nintendo approaches fixing this problem. They've obviously already kind of offered to fix Joy-Cons that are affected by Joy-Con drift, but even after fixing them, there's Joy-Con drift still is 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 it a constant issue with joy cons even if they're refurbished even if they're self-fixed even if if it doesn't matter they i've had to replace my joy con joystick once and i'm already having issues with it like it's it's essentially a design problem it's a, it's a technical and mechanical and design issue from from the get-go and nintendo has obviously provided little to no support and it looks like huge huge consumer protection agencies are getting involved so it'll be interesting to see there's been obviously talks about the nintendo switch pro rumors it'll be interesting to see if there ever is another revised edition of the console for the nintendo switch if joy cons are going to be a huge part um as to why they were redesigned as to why they're releasing an upgraded console or whatever um but it's Nintendo. Like there was the whole issue with the N64 controller with kids getting their their the palm of their hands like getting them all bloody like there's always been issues with Nintendo hardware that I honestly I I I honestly believe Nintendo's not going to do anything about it. They prefer to just settle out of court. Like I think it's just a, a cheaper way to go about this. They messed up. They might just settle out of court, you know, settle these class action lawsuits out of court or handle these complaints one by one by one rather than overhauling the whole design process overhauling the whole production line that they already have for joy cons because i can't imagine how many joy cons are out there in the market right now i'm sure there's billions so hey there's there's two ways that they can go about this settle it or just wait for the next console and just you know take this as a learning experience um but yeah if I, shameless plug here if you ever want to fix your Joy-Con drift, here's a video that I did a few months ago, uh, last year. If you want to check it out, I went step-by-step step on how to replace your Joy-Con uh, stick. And it's pretty easy. It's just very, very tedious. It's honestly, if, I'm, if I was able to do it, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to technical stuff. I know my way around certain stuff, but like you, you tell me like this is a resistor, this is a, a transistor. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, but if I was able to fix it, you should be able to fix it. It's literally just about replacing a little stick and and like using little cables to like connect here and there. And um, yeah, I'll link up the video up, up above if you want to check it out. It's uh, it's really really easy to follow. Um, but yeah, folks, I mean that's it. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be this was gonna be like a two hour episode. I'm glad it wasn't because I don't think anybody will want to hear my voice for two hours. But yeah, what do you think so far of the uh, huge Ocarina of Time leak? What do you think of these beta builds? Are you excited to see if there's any more? I, I kind of doubt there's going to be any more information coming from this because it was a reflash cartridge. A lot of the information was lost. But at the same time, it is, you know, they're trying to recuperate either deleted data or corrupted data. So it might be a long process. It might be a long process, but whatever keeps coming out of this, I'm very excited about it. Just brought tears to my eyes. What do you think about the GTA six patent? The supposedly GTA six patent that was filed by, um, take two interactive, um, Rockstar's owner company, uh, mother company. Um, do you think this is for specifically the next GTA? Like, is it true that it's going to come out in two years? 
I mean, the, the patent was very, very new. It was just October of 2020. It, it kind of feels that if this was going to be part of GTA 6, a game that's probably going to take, if it's already in development, is taking five to six years. I don't know. I kind of feel that some some technology like this is pretty fundamental to the design of the game that I don't think adding NPCs this late into the game, if it's been in development for the past, let's say, what, three or four years? I mean, I don't know. I know sh I don't fuck all about video game development and design, but I don't know. It might be. It might be. It might be just, you know, something that's thought of later on in the game development that then it might be. It might be smart NPCs for uh, GTA 6. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I'm sure they'll they'll translate some stuff from Red Dead Redemption 2 um, AI technology into GTA 6. So I'm going to be following a lot of people in GTA 6. And I know that sounds fucking weird, but I'm really interested to see what people do from day-to-day -day basis. Fake people. Polygons. I'm following polygons. Uh, what do you think about these news? Uh, this news about the Zelda designer retiring? Um, I'm pretty sad about it. Tingle is one of my favorite Zelda characters. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying this, you know, to be ironic. I'm not trying to be funny. He's honestly one of my favorite ones. He's 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 got a lot of story behind him. He's very funny. He's very charismatic. And also, there's this whole. Uh, I saw a video. I can't re recall who it was from. It was one of the Zelda tubers. Um, there's this whole video about a theory of how. <laughs> Uh, Tingle is basically an overexploitive boss slash, I guess you could say slave owner in Wind Waker. It's it's really interesting. Just look up Tingle theory, and I'm sure you'll find it. And it's a Wind Waker Zelda theory, and yeah, it's pretty dark, but it's really interesting. Um, what do you think also about this Mel uh, Melda? I was about to say Melda, Jesus. This melee mod that lets you play volleyball. These new skins. This new addition uh, of Wolf. To uh, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. What do you think of the Uncharted movie getting delayed till next year? Uh, I, I mean, I was going to check it out. I mean, it's always interesting to see how these video game movies turn out. I was surprised with, with Sonic. Uh, what was it? Two years ago now? I think it was two years. What was last year? I think it was last year. I don't remember. But I was I was impressed with that movie and what they did. It, you know, shout out to the... Uh, the designers i know you guys had to work overtime just to get that movie out i'm sorry i'm sorry but you guys did great uh what do you think of the xbox live gold price fiasco do you think it was a, a tactic to get more publicity or do you actually think that they fucked up do you actually think that microsoft messed up i honestly think that it was both i think they were trying to rile up some people because i don't think they're they're that dumb to double the price out of nowhere i don't think they would have done that i as i say microsoft even though they're a company you know their end goal is a profit they are one of the most consumer friendly uh companies video game companies out there with uh xbox game pass and uh, a lot of their other offerings like it's it's yeah i i, I don't think they did it in, in uh i don't think they did it without you know an ulterior motive and i honestly think publicity was a big part of it um what do you think of this new nintendo switch console are you going to be getting it the monster hunter rise console are you going to be getting monster hunter rise as i said download the demo check it out for yourself it's a really really good game um cyberpunk 2077 mods uh i'm not even going to ask if you're excited about it because i know you are because i can't wait to see what people do with this game i can't wait it'll be hilarious if people actually fix the game for for cd project red it's going to be both sad and hilarious 
And I hope those modders get paid. And I hope they don't take down their, their modding. I hope not. It's just funny. And now Joy-Con Drift. Man, it seems like I'm going to be talking about Joy-Con Drift for the rest of my life. What do you think about that? What do you think about them getting uh, investigated by the uh, the European Commission of uh, Consumer Protection? It's gonna be it's gonna be a mess, yo. I just hope Nintendo addresses the situation. It's already I think it's already reached its lowest point. Like what else? What else could you lose, Nintendo? Like you guys are still killing it. People are still buying Switch consoles. Like it's one of the most bought consoles, even with the new generation of consoles. Like y'all can y'all can spare a few bucks here and there uh but with that folks i've been true fernie your host for search and report i will say and i will try to get another search and report episode next week as i said i am in the process of uh switching jobs i am uh you know in the process of, of swapping jobs so uh i will be a little bit busy and i will try my best i might just film it with my my uh my phone and just edit it on my phone I don't know maybe i'll just do an audio version who knows but uh yes it'll be an interesting week coming up and i just want you to know that i love doing these things and i don't think i'll ever stop i don't think i'll ever stop creating content video game content it is a passion of mine i love video games and they bring a lot of happiness to me and i hope i hope you find these uh gaming news podcast valuable to you and yeah Thank you very much to every single person who listens to this. I really, really greatly appreciate. Thank you uh, for everybody who watches the video version up on my YouTube channel. Um, but be sure to listen to this podcast on Spotify. Just search for Search and Report on Spotify, Google Podcast, and any another podcast platform that you might be using. Um, and yeah, links to my socials are down below. Please make sure to follow me on Twitch. Hopefully, 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 I will be able to stream a lot more. It's just been crazy hectic few couple of weeks but yes i do miss streaming and it's fun and i hope to catch you all there please make sure to follow me down there with that please take care of each other but most importantly take care of yourself peace